0: The first one that happened was in our village, Nguan Kangwe, in Mararaba. And since then, we haven't been sleeping. We started running when we had gunshots. Our houses were burned.
1: This is Vestiges of Violence. A weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For human angle... I am Haneda. Rumors of terrorists coming to attack were not new in Goruk, a town in the Kaura area of Kadona, in northwest Nigeria. Its people still cringe at the memory of sporadic shootings that led to a mass burial in 2021. There were other attacks too, especially within southern Kadona, a part of the state noted to have recorded the highest number of deaths Sometime last year, Friday, March 18th, 2022, was the day the terrorists were allegedly plotting to attack Goruk. They had a way of getting their message across, especially after invading a neighboring community. But Friday passed without events. Saturday was the same. And then Sunday came, with gunfire. The kind Rita, a resident of Nguankulee. Compared to torrents of rainfall.
0: It happened around half past seven in the evening. They forced shops open, took goods, and then set them on fire. They did this for a while and met up with other groups before they left. They were eating snacks and drowning drinks as they went.
1: We ran. 35-year-old Justina was returning home from another community that Sunday when her husband called to remind her that terrorists had threatened the area. Then, as she reached her house, she heard rapid gunshots.
2: I told my children to turn off the television and we ran out. We kept running and I kept saying, Jesus, Jesus. Even soldiers who heard the commotion took over. Some entered goat pens to hide. But when the terrorists refocused their attention on a different area, the soldiers gathered courage and started shooting back. This was what pushed them back from entering more villages. They had destroyed lives and properties. My house, fortunately, was not burned down.
1: Yet, Justina and other residents of Ngwankuli were certain the terrorists would return. On the morning of March 21st, Rita and Justina, scared to death but curious, were among those who went around to see the extent of the damage after a second attack. Justina saw four corpses in a shop and eight others in a yam farm.
2: They have already been buried. Many houses were burned and I kept walking like I was a robot. I was looking at the destruction like I wasn't using my own legs. We saw the dead body of an elderly man, and there were many others. This was when we were told that the terrorists were on their way back.
1: Justina and Rita are currently seeking refuge in another community. Their host, Donia, had first mistaken the gunshots for something else, but he got a confirmation soon enough. That Sunday night, there were about 13 people in his house. But by the next day, their numbers had increased to over 30. Matai Seaman, the chairman of the Kaura area, put the figure of destroyed houses at over 100. The terrorists came in three 18-seater buses at about 7 p.m. on Sunday and operated till 11 p.m. The three soldiers killed were operatives attached to Operation Save Heaven who came to repel the attack. This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. This story was reported by Nathaniel Bivan, scripted by Zubaydah Baba Ibrahim, and edited by Kunle Adebajo, produced by Atahiru Jibrin. A quick note about our voice acting all dramatizations in this episode are based on actual interviews conducted with the subjects. Voice acting by Hawa Bokar, Hawa Shefi and Akila Jibrin. The multimedia editor is Anthony Asemotel. The executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. For more stories, go to humananglemedia.com and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am
2: Haimida.